All right, guys, we are back with episode three of Political Ships. You're hearing Alan right here, and I also have Andy with me. Andy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? I am doing okay. This is actually take two because we were getting into this podcast enough that I used Andy's real name. (laughs) That's a no-no. I would like to stay anonymous. Um, That's the point is you don't have to know who I am to hear me. But that's a good indicator of what's to come. This is going to be a good one, guys. I got so into this that I forgot what I was doing and started using actual names. That is... Anywho, today's discussion is going to be over a certain group of people, a subset of a subset of Facebook warriors, if you will. And they are the, if you voted for this or if you believe in this, then unfriend me right now. I don't want anything to do with you. Those people... We're going to talk about those people and why that is just an unsound way of thinking. We're going to talk about why it is counterproductive, self-destructive, and why it goes against the two-party system of government that we are in today. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start off with a personal experience. Now, this is 2020 that we're recording this in. And I had a friend of mine, somebody that I hadn't known for a short amount of time, okay? I, I had first met this individual several years ago. And the day, I think it was the day, the morning of the election, might have been the night before, I can't remember, but they sent me a message and and it said, I know that we have different beliefs, but that, and her, her exact wording was, if you care about me as a person, you will not vote for X candidate. And I thought about that for a little while. And the thought occurred to me of how inappropriate that is. First off, As an American citizen, I may vote for who I want to vote for, and you do not have to like it, and that's the point. You may develop your own opinions, okay? But, you know, it's an unsound way of thinking. Mm -hmm. I personally make a, a big deal of trying to expose myself to different political climates, to different people from different areas of different cultures, of different races, of different politics, to one extreme or the other. Now, Andy and I grew up in a small Midwestern town. Okay, We're talking like 5,000 people. Conservative beliefs, conservative beliefs were, were more common than, than more left-wing beliefs, I, do, I, w- I would say, in that town. That'd be a fair description? Yeah, at least until like this year. I've Ye- noticed like ha- it was like half and half. Yeah. I got you. Well, and this was a very polarizing election, Mm -hmm. and we had some candidates to get really polarized about, I suppose. (laughs) Um, But that's the thing. I grew up, a little backstory on me, I grew up in an ultra-conservative upbringing. And that's not to say that it was anything like alt-right that you hear about in the news. I'm not talking about white supremacy, and I'm not talking about this or that. I'm talking about conservative... um, with respect to governmental practice, uh, with respect to several different aspects of how our government runs, of how our government should run. Um, My family is is conservative. Now, I have an apartment in my college town that I have several people over a lot of time. I fill this place with people with different beliefs. I do that on purpose. I have friends that are liberal who I have over here. And I love talking politics with them. And you should 
enjoy talking politics with people who think differently than you. You should. You should enjoy it. You need to enjoy it. You need to be able to do this at least. I've had people over here who are from Chicago. They're going to have an entirely different set of of experiences than me from my little Midwestern town. Mm -hmm. I've had people over here of different races. I got a neighbor who's African-American. Actually, he is also from Chicago. And he'll come over and have a drink or two with me every now and then. And it's a fun time. I always enjoy it when he's over. And he and I get along very, very well. And there's a secret to this that I'm going to enlighten you guys on towards the end of this podcast. There's a secret to not getting upset at people who have different beliefs than you. Well, guys, you've got to be able to hear these people. Mm -hmm. You've got to be able to hear them as themselves. You've got to be able to take what they have to say and draw something from it. And that's not to say that you need to believe what they believe. Okay? You don't. You need to make up your own mind as to what you believe. Do not let any one person tell you what to believe unless it's me telling you to make up your own mind as to what to believe. Okay? <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Believe that. All right? Believe that. <laughs> that's what you need to believe. Yes. Anywho. Now, what I mean is when you have a candidate that you want to vote for, you need to vote for him. Mm-hmm. Maybe not because it's the right thing to do. But because it's what you feel is necessary to do. Morality in government is really questionable. Okay? It can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Now, I'm not going to tell you who I voted for because I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to tell you that I'm a one-issue voter. Mm. I've said this for some time. My issue is is firearms. My issue is firearms. I'm very pro-Second Amendment. And you'll draw your conclusions from that as to who I voted for. There are aspects of both candidates that I do not like. And I'm actually going to make a video about hypocrisy on both sides <laughs> of the political spectrum. Oh, boy. Uh, and that one will also be fun. That one's going to be coming up. But back on track. Guys, the two-party system of government is about two groups of people that have fundamentally different ideas Mm. that can come together, talk on this, fight like cats and dogs, come to a middle ground. The middle ground, then, should be what is put into place. The problem with that is people who have no ability to hear the other side. And it's a big problem. And it's bigger than what I think a lot of people realize. And here's one of the ways that we can know that, okay? Mm -hmm. If people voted on the things that they believed in, then people would vote as people, okay? They wouldn't vote as a party. During the elections this year, if you watched it, there was a big emphasis on the presidential election, as there always is. But obviously, there's also a lot of attention drawn to elections in the Senate, or House of Representatives. Now, why does that matter so much? Control. You're going to hear things about majority and minority parties in that, in, in, the, in the House of Representatives and the Senate. That is so important today because any person that is elected is almost absolutely going to vote 
exactly how their party dictates. If people would vote as people, and if they had the ability to listen to other sides and draw things in from the other sides and have that influence their beliefs, not correct their beliefs because what they believe is not wrong to start with, not to correct their line of thinking, but if they could round out their political beliefs with the things around them, then who has control of our legislative bodies would not matter nearly as much. If they're talking about one to two people having such an effect as to who wins seats in these legislative bodies, it tells you that compromise is no longer an option. Mm -hmm. Our two political parties are fighting so damned hard for one or two seats, that small bit of leverage, and they do that so that they don't have to negotiate. They do that so that they have absolute power. They don't have to meet in a middle ground if they have a majority and if they have these people who are sworn to follow the party for its beliefs. Now, I have my opinions about the two-party system. And it's good and bad. And I talked about, actually, in our pilot episode as to some of the goods and bads. But the thing about it is, is it's supposed to find a middle ground. You, as a person in your life, will never be able to find a middle ground in politics if you are unwilling to hear other people. Not just hear, but listen. Listen. You can't just... that's That's a fantastic point. Everybody wants to hear you. Okay, but you give it a day, give it a week, give it a month. Who actually listened to what you had to say? Okay, guys, this is something that we have to get better at. We can hear anything. We turn on the news and we hear things, but we don't listen. Mm -hmm. We need to listen. We need to draw information away from what we're hearing. We need to be able to extrapolate thoughts and ideas from what's going on around us. Not just take it in. I'm talking about dwell on it. Mm -hmm. Think on it. Now, for those of you out there who are going to say, well, I don't really care what you think. And I get the idea that I know who you voted for. And I don't want to listen to you because you voted for such and such. I'm going to tell you that the way that you're thinking is wrong. Okay. And it's one of the only times in this entire series of podcasts that you're ever going to hear me call somebody wrong. But if you cannot listen to others who have different beliefs than you, you are wrong. You are setting yourself up for disappointment and for upset. Okay, Our government works on compromise. You cannot have entire control based around your beliefs. You can't do it. It is a flawed way of thinking because that is not that is not democracy. Mm-hmm. If we were operating on a one-party system, it would no longer be a democracy because people are naturally going to disagree. The individual I had who told me that they no longer were going to deal with me and that if I cared about them as a friend, I wouldn't vote this way is a good person. Mm-hmm. Okay? She is of upstanding moral character. She is. I, I, I believe that. I'm going to give her that to this day. 
and I'm sad, not because she upset me, but because I think that there's a part of her that lost her way. You, you have to be able to listen to those things that upset you the most, okay? And if, if you don't want to compromise, okay, don't compromise on issues that you're uncomfortable compromising with, mm. but you still need to be able to hear and you still need to be able to, more importantly, listen. And I'll tell you why. If you're going to fight something, you can't do it effectively without understanding it. If you are truly somebody who hates an ideology so much that you would squash it out of existence, then you need to study it and you need to understand it. Mm -hmm. And so for somebody to disagree with me that strongly, they needed to soak up everything I had to say. Not so that they could alter their beliefs, but so that they could understand my argument. Yeah. Because if you want to change something, and if you want to find a middle ground, you have to understand what your opponent is talking about. And you're not going to understand that by excluding them from your life. Yeah, okay. I, I agree with you. I remember back in high school, they had like some kind of speech class, or just English in general, and we had to do like debate speech, and they told us that the way we have to do it is that we have to do research on both sides whether you're against it or with it you have to do research on both of them to understand exactly where you stand mm -hmm. so that way you know you can find common ground between both of them yeah so like that's the thing about with everything that's going on right now you have to figure out exactly what people want to do and just learn to find compromise just yeah like you said earlier even if you don't want to compromise with certain things it doesn't mean you can't compromise with something else there's always something to take away yeah people inherently when people believe the things they believe what what we as people need to understand is as long as these people are sane they're not saying these things inherently to be evil mm -hmm. okay when somebody touts ideas that you disagree with or that you think are morally questionable what you need to understand is that they're saying these things because they don't think it's morally questionable. Mm -hmm. They're saying these things because they see that as the right thing to do. You can't just, you're wrong because you disagree with me. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. You cannot do that. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's not how politics works. That's not how it should work. And furthermore, that's not how being a well-rounded person works. Right. This is a skill set. That if you can do this, you're going to be able to apply this to every aspect of your life. Think of how much more comfortable Thanksgiving gatherings with your family will be when you don't have to get mad at somebody over politics. Oh, and think of how humorous it is if you get this concept and the other people in your family don't. I mentioned earlier that I grew up in an ultra-conservative household. And when I apply this line of thinking to them and explain this line of thinking to them, they hate it. They can't stand it. They think I was liberalized by my college. I go to a liberal arts school. I wear a Smith & Wesson hat to class every day. <laughs> Guys, I have not been liberalized by my college, okay? And furthermore, if I was, it shouldn't be like that's a connotative thought. Right. You know, you can't demonize opposite political beliefs. Mm -mm. And, you know, I'm going to go I'm going to go even further. I'm going to go even further and I'm going to say something here that is going to agitate a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Andy, you're going to have to bear with me here. OK. Don't demonize hate groups. 
don't demonize them. Don't demonize them. And, and the reason that I'm going to say this is because they're operating under a set of beliefs and a set of experiences that they had in their life. Okay? And they hate groups of people for this. Is this the right thing to do in my mind? No, it's not. But I don't hate these people for hating others. That's what's important. Okay, if you want to change these people, if you want to wipe these hate groups out of existence, your job is not to hate them for hating. Mm -hmm. That's going to make them stronger. You push back on these hate groups, and all you're going to do is fuel the fire. If you don't think, if you, you know what, I'm, I'm going to trigger some people here. If you don't think that the KKK gained strength from the Black Lives Matter rally, then you need to really think about how you would react if you believed these things, okay? What you need to do is you need to be the change that you want to see, Right. okay? The golden rule, as we were all taught in grade school, is to do unto others how you would want done under, unto you. Mm-hmm. Guys, when you run into these people, Aryan Brotherhood and the like, okay, somebody that you would consider a Nazi, stop yelling at them on the street. Don't do that. You know what you should do? You should take them to dinner. That's what you should do. And you should explain to them calmly why you disagree with what they think. And you know what? When people develop positive experiences in relation to the things that they hate, they stop hating them. You can't yell and lecture and bicker and fight a belief out of existence. You have to justifiably show that belief why it's wrong. Yeah. You can't, I'm not going to tolerate you, okay, because all you're doing is fueling that fire. If you want these things to end, and I think the majority of people would agree in wanting hate groups to end, Yes. you can't hate a hate group, okay? All you're doing is speaking their language. Okay, you're you're setting yourself up for failure. What you've got to do is stay calm with these people. You've got to show them that there's more in life than the things that they hate. Okay, if somebody is racist towards African Americans, you know what an African African American should do? Knock on their door and not lecture them. Knock on their door and don't yell at them. Don't throw Molotov cocktails at their house. Don't threaten to lynch them. Okay, these are the wrong things to do because if if you kill one of these hate group members, you've made a martyr out of them, okay? Mm-hmm. Especially if you were a part of the group that they hated. Exactly. Okay? You need to go and you need to develop positive experiences with these people, okay? Because that's the way that you change things. You don't change things by controlling the system mm-hmm. or by stomping out beliefs. You change things by gradually implementing centralized thought critical thinking being able to compromise this is what we need to relearn how to do in our country in america okay you have to learn to think openly you have to be open-minded you gain nothing by shutting out all these ideas you can learn something Mm -hmm. from so many different types of people okay and you can find out stuff about yourself you can find out the arguments that you thought were sound are not And you can strengthen your own beliefs by listening, and I mean listening to others. Mm -hmm. So guys, don't shut out political opposites to you. Embrace them. Mm -hmm. Enjoy them for the fact that 
that they believe differently. That's what this country is about, is different thoughts. We're a melting pot. Learn tolerance. Learn understanding. Learn empathy. Right. Put yourself in other people's shoes. Not just in where they're at, but where they've been. Mm -hmm. Because people don't come up with these beliefs overnight. Okay? They develop them from a set of experiences and environmental circumstances. Exactly. Guys, Andy, you have anything else that you want to add? Um, not necessarily, like, anything against it. Like, at first, whenever you started talking about, like, you know, don't hate the hate groups, I was kind of hesitant at first, but then you explained it more. But as soon as you said, like, don't hate the hate groups, all of a sudden it just got really sunny in here. So I don't know if it was, like, the right thing you said, <laughs> and it just felt like the move was much better. Well, that's the thing, you know. It's, it's, it's such a – when I say that, if I were to go out in public and say that, People are going to look at me like I am absolutely stark raving insane. Yep. That's the point of this podcast, guys, is because you can talk about your beliefs and nobody's going to give you crap about it. Mm -hmm. Okay? I am by no means advocating for any hate group when I make that comment. Right. Okay? But with the way that our climate is right now, it's really tough to take that stance and not get attacked by somebody. Yeah. That's what's wrong today. We've got to relearn understanding. Right. So, well, all right, guys. So, at the Plastic Jaguar, that's my TikTok, guys. I need listeners to go on there, follow me, like my videos, not because you like them, but because you want other people to have the chance to speak, okay? You guys need to fight for everybody's right to go out there and say what needs to be said. And the best way to do that is talking to average people about their everyday thoughts and ideas, guys. So, that is my message for today. You have to be able to learn from what's around you. Right. At the Plastic Jaguar, go on that TikTok, like the videos, follow me, leave some comments, guys. I need your ideas. I need your materials. Okay? I'm making this discussion because somebody told me to. Go be my boss. Please, go tell me what to do with my life. Please, I need you to do it. And on that note, I believe we're done here. Yeah, I think we're good. All right, guys. Everybody have a good day. Mellow out. Let your blood pressure cool back down. Be nice. Be empathetic. Be nice. <laughs> <laughs>